If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Pineapple Pizza Podcast discusses the histories, cultures, and beliefs of regions around the world. These stories often contain mature and sometimes disturbing content that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Pineapple Pizza Podcast, where we serve up wickedly good slices of mythology, cryptozoology, and urban legends. It's an interesting combination of flavors. Weird, but it works. I'm your hostess, Emily, and today you may have noticed we'll be serving up something a little different. The restaurant will be closed in August for some minor renovations. In the meantime, we're dishing out some classic slices of flavor from our other shows. In this Patreon special episode of Drink Drunk Dead, I whipped up a nightmare-inducing story of the internet-inspired urban legend known as the Russian Sleep Experiment. Could there be any truth behind this horrifying tale of World War II experimentation and torture? Human bodies are pushed to a point where they are almost neither living nor dead. This meal is meaty and definitely not for the faint of heart. We hope you enjoy. Spirits. Hello. I'm Emily. And I'm Joel. And you're listening to Drink Drunk Dead on Patreon if you're hearing this content because this is Patreon only. Y'all, some special mother truckers. Yeah, I'm excited for this one. I decided to pick a special story to put on Patreon. Super uber special. And this is a story that I definitely would not have put on our regular episodes but it's a really really good one so i'm excited for it is that special okay it's i think it's probably a fan favorite for just about anybody who's heard it before and for those who haven't you're gonna freaking love it Mm. what are you drinking tonight victory victory golden monkey we are recording this the same night that we recorded episode 27 the winchester mystery house we're doing a little marathon recording session for you guys here because we wanted to get you something good. Yeah, we're going to be pooped out. Mm-hmm. Especially after alcohol. So I'm still, I am working on my Dark Horse Pinot Noir. Some good shit. Going ham tonight. Yeah. And I have a fun fact for you. You do now. Yes. So we'll do two fun facts. Because I picked... A fun story that's supposedly from Russia. I found some weird Russian laws. The first is that it's illegal to drive a dirty car in the city of Chelyabinsk. I'm sorry, Russia. I can't do that one. I'm not Russian. Chelyabinsk. 
Chlebinsk. Driving a dirty car can get you fined up to 2,000 rubles, which is only about 62 bucks, but still, you can get fined for driving a for dirty having car. a dirty car. I bet the car wash business is popping That's what I was just there. thinking. Like, you would make some bank over there. <laughs> Although it's Russia, right, so maybe not. not. <laughs> and the other one that I thought that was just fun, because Russia has lots of less than fun laws that I really just didn't want to bring up because they're sad. The sale, import, and production of lace panties is prohibited. Allegedly, lace women underwear does not comply with technical requirements adopted in Russia. And I don't know what the fuck technical requirements means when it comes to underwear. Right. (laughs) What other technical purpose do they have than covering your bits? Want a woman to be able to wear lace underwear? Right. Why wouldn't you outlaw felt underwear? Like I've had felt, not felt. Uh. Felt would be awesome. It's like velour underwear. It's horrible because it sticks to your pants, and I don't know why anybody buys it. Hmm. Juicy couture. Uh-uh. Blue velour. So those are my fun facts for you today. Thanks. Now we know if we ever go to Russia. Don't wear lace panties. Yeah. Well, you're not allowed to wear lace panties it's or just illegal the production to and sale, production, and import. So you're good if you wear them. Well, aren't you kind of importing them in your butt crack? Well, like what if, if you, you left them behind? A, on a macro. That would be importing. Huh? What if you left them behind accidentally? Then you would have imported. Do no. people have gotten arrested in Russia for having like a nug in their suitcases or something? A chicken nuggy? No. Oh. Marijuana? Marijuana. Yes. People get arrested in the United States for having a nugget in their pocket. Yeah, but in Russia, they get thrown in jail for, like, ever. No. Yeah. <sighs> Russia. Dude, no. that you get thrown in jail in Russia for l- writing a letter to Putin. Seriously, it was some of the shit that I looked up. Or painting Easter eggs. Huh. Russia has some weird-ass laws. Basically, Russia everything hard, is offensive, man. except for beating women. Russia's messed up. Sorry, Russia, but you messed up. From our point of view. Mother Russia. Mother Russia. So since we've already been at this with episode 27, we've had our drinks. We're drunk. (laughs) Now it's time. For the dead. dead. Yeah, peaked you there for sure. Okay, I'll try it again. For the dead. dead. There I went. Oh no, that peaked out hardcore. right, dude. (laughs) You don't see my sound waves. Just watch it when you listen. I'm excited for this story. All right. So the story that I picked, it is, it's the Russian sleep experiment. I may have told you about this before. I've heard about it. So let me give you the details. Okay. Of the Russian sleep experiment. In the late 1940s, Russia took five prisoners captured during World War II and kept them awake for 15 days. And I think they were political prisoners. So they were prisoners of the state, right? And keep them awake for 15 days. The five had been promised their freedom if they submitted to the experiment and went 30 days without sleep. So twice that length of time. So they're put into a room that's stocked with books, enough dried food to to last at least a month, and some bear cots. So it's just like some place to lay down, but nothing comfortable. No pillows, no blankets. The room that they were held in was carefully sealed containing microphones for communication and a five-inch thick glass porthole that was used to monitor the prisoners. So 
basically they're just in there with some vents. They had a drain in the bottom of the floor. And then there's like this super thick glass to peek in on how they're doing. Mm -hmm. And some just speakers. To keep them awake, the Russians used a gas-based stimulant, which was experimental and toxic at high concentrations. So the Russians had to monitor oxygen levels so that the subjects weren't gassed to death. The idea is to see how long they can go awake without sleep. At first, everything seemed to be going fairly normally. The prisoners didn't really complain much, but over the course of the first four days, their conversations, which were being monitored, kept getting kind of, they get, kept getting darker and they were talking more often about traumatic experiences that they'd had in their past. After five days, they began to complain about the circumstances that brought them there. War, whatever, you know, right. shit that brings you there. They became extremely paranoid and stopped talking to each other. They even began to take turns whispering into the microphones, trying to win the trust of the researchers on the other side by turning, kind of turning on the prisoners that were trapped in there with them, mm-hmm. trying to, hey, I'm the good guy. That guy over there, he's going to ruin your research. <laughs> he actually brought in a baby Ruth. He's ruining the research. Right. Don't, like, he snuck it in his bum hole. Yeah, he keistered his candy bar. Yeah. <laughs> So the paranoia that they were they started to develop was believed to be a result of the gas exposure. By the ninth day, prisoner one began running back and forth across the chamber, screaming and screaming for three hours straight until he could no longer scream, and all that would come out was just this awful squeak, and it was believed that he'd torn his vocal cords. Interestingly, the other prisoners didn't react to his screams in any way. Instead, they continued to whisper into the microphones, and that made me think that maybe they had kids. If they had kids. If you're not rela- reacting to somebody running around screaming for hours on end, you've probably had kids at some point in your life. You think so? Yes. And instead, they're being paranoid, whispering into corners. That is definitely a that parent a thing. Parent thing. <laughs> That's straight up parental yep. right there. <laughs> Y'all know the struggle. <laughs> then a second prisoner began to scream much as the first one had. And while this was happening, those who were not screaming started to rip apart the books that were in the room and smear page after page with their own poo, Uh which they then took and plastered over the porthole so you couldn't see inside anymore. So there goes that little form of observation, right? Right. As soon as the porthole is plastered over with poo paper, the screaming promptly stops, and so does the whispering. Very strange. Uh-huh. Three more days went by, but no sound came from inside the chamber, so the microphones were checked hourly to make sure that they still worked. They knew that the prisoners were still alive because the oxygen's reading showed that all five were still breathing. Not only were they breathing, but they were consuming oxygen at such a high rate that it looked like that of someone who was undergoing like a really strenuous exercise. Huh. So somebody that's really under a lot of stress. Right. As the morning of the 14th day arrived and there was still no sound from within the chamber, the researchers got on the intercom and tried to rouse some kind of reaction from the participants. This is just kind of to try and determine whether they had gone catatonic, whether they're still alive, what's going on. They 
They spoke into the intercom and they said, we are opening the chamber to test the microphone. Step away from the door and lie flat on the floor or you will be shot. Compliance will earn one of you your immediate freedom. What they heard in response was a calm voice saying, we no longer wish to be freed. At that, no other response came from within and the researchers began to really like fiercely debate what to do next. Because you're in the middle of a research project. And it's really kind of Schrodinger's cat right now. It could be alive and it could be dead. Yeah. You don't really know. Finally, it's agreed to open the chamber on midnight of the 15th day. The chamber was flushed of the stimulant gas, so they get all the the stuff that keeps them awake out, the toxic stuff, and it's filled with fresh air. But as soon as the room is getting filled with fresh air, three of the prisoners began to beg and scream for the gas to be returned. They were addicted. The soldiers entered the chamber to remove the test subjects who had started screaming. Upon seeing what was in the chamber, the soldiers, too, began to just scream bloody murder. They found only four surviving prisoners. Chunks of the deceased subjects' chest and thighs had been torn off and stuffed into the drain that was in the center of the room, blocking it and causing four inches of water to accumulate on the floor. What the fuck? The four living subjects also had big chunks of muscle and skin torn away, and the bones on their fingertips were exposed, suggesting that the damage had been done by hand, not by teeth, and it appeared to almost entirely be self-inflicted. Biting their fingers So they, they were shredding their bodies to pieces to the point where you could see the bones, those little tiny bones on their fingertips. Oh. I mean, take I'm surprised a you could even read that. Without throwing up. This is a fucked up story. The skin and the majority of the muscles that were attached to the rib cages had been torn off, exposing the lungs through the rib cage. So you could kind of see like chunks of flesh and then the, the lungs inside. Below the diaphragm, so the diaphragm's still holding the lungs and the heart and everything right. in place. Below the diaphragm, the abdominal. Uh, blah, 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 blah. The abdominal. No, abdominal. There it is. There we go. Organs of all four prisoners had been removed and fanned out around their still living bodies. Upon inspection, it was seen that these organs were still working and digesting food. But they weren't digesting the food that had been left in the room because they hadn't touched it, obviously, in many days. Instead, the subjects had torn off and eaten their own flesh over the course of several days. It's disgusting. That is fucking nasty. They continued to scream to be left in the chamber, begging for the gas to be turned back on. As they're sitting there with their freaking entrails draped across their laps and are spread out around them in four inches of water. Mm-hmm. As the soldiers tried to remove them, one soldier died from having his throat ripped out, and another one was seriously injured when an artery in his leg was severed, and his testicles were ripped off by one of the prisoner's teeth. Uh, Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. Makes you think of uh, Strong Vincent, how he died from a shot to the kudgies. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you didn't know that? No. That's our local history, Strong Vincent. Oh. Yeah, Civil War hero died. He got shot in the nuts. In the weeks that followed, five other soldiers ended up committing suicide. Just probably from what they had to see. During all the struggling, the spleen of one of the prisoners 
ruptured and the medical staff tried to sedate him, but even after they'd given him 10 times the human dose of this morphine derivative, he continued to fight and scream, breaking the ribs and arm of a doctor. His heart was seen to continue beating for two minutes after he'd bled out, but he still screamed one word over and over and over. More! Until he died. The three remaining prisoners were taken to a medical facility. The one in the worst shape was rushed into the operating room where they also struggled to sedate him. He died, but when they did the autopsy, they found that he had three times the normal concentration of oxygen in his blood, and of the muscles that were still attached to his skeleton, most of them were really badly torn. He also had nine broken bones, so he was just in fucked up shape. Yeah. The prisoner with the torn vocal cords was taken into surgery, and he shook his head violently as they would approach him with anesthetic. They're trying to put him under. It's surgery. They're trying to put your guts back inside your chest, right? So he's shaking his head. So the surgeons eventually decided to operate without any because this guy really didn't want it, and they couldn't get anywhere near him, and they weren't going to be able to operate. So they decided, okay, we're going to operate, get this done without it. It took six hours to put his organs back in and cover them with what was left of his skin, but he didn't react even once, aside from look- looking a nurse in the eye and smiling. Huh. Just, like, slowly turns his head to the nurse and smiles at her. That would be creepy. Afterwards, he kept trying to talk. So this is the guy who had his vocal cords all fucked up. So they brought him a pen. Guess what he wrote? More. Keep cutting. Fucked up. The other two patients received the same kind of surgical treatment, so no anesthesia. But since they wouldn't stop laughing during the surgery, they ended up having to get a paralytic instead. But it seemed like it cleared their systems really fast, like unusually fast, and they started asking for the gas again. While they're having the surgery... So when the researchers asked them why they wanted the gas so badly, the only response they received was, I must remain awake. That's how they are going to be freed, right? If they can stay awake for 30 days. Yeah. So they were placed under heavy restraints and returned to the chambers. The researchers thought the subjects should be just euthanized at this point. They're obviously, they're just beyond fucked in this condition, (laughs) right? But they're overruled by the commanding officer, some ex-KGB guy who's in charge, and he wanted the gas turned back on. So the researchers hooked all the subjects up to these EEG monitors to measure their brainwaves, and their their restraints were padded for long-term confinement, assuming that they're going to be there for at least another 15 days, if not longer at this point. Now they're just some weird test subjects, Mm -hmm. right? So the prisoners have been out of the chamber for several hours. At this point, the prisoners are struggling to keep themselves awake because they haven't had that gas. And they've been 15 days without any sleep. Mm. Almost 16. Maybe 16 at this point. Struggling to keep themselves awake, so they're doing things like humming really loudly, blinking rapidly, rapidly, not rapidly, <laughs> and moving continuously in their restraints. The brain waves of one of them were very, very strange, It would look really normal, and then all of a sudden it would flatline as though he'd gone completely brain dead. And this happened repeatedly, just over and over and over, until he slipped into this deep sleep and died. The only 
one of the remaining two that could still speak began to scream from the room for it to be sealed. So he's screaming and screaming, close the door, close the door, give me the gas, give me the gas, we want the gas, right? And his brainwaves started to show the same flatlining pattern. So the commander ordered the chamber to be sealed with the subjects and three researchers still inside. Because he wants to save this last one and get this science, right? This uh-huh. quote unquote science, you know, World War II. Germany did a lot of science and Japan yeah, did a lot right. of science. I'm sure Russia did a lot of science too. As that's happening, one of the researchers pulled a gun, shot the commander square in the face, turned and shot the mute prisoner in the head, and then aimed the gun at the screaming prisoner. Everyone else ran out of the room. But he screams at the prisoner, I won't be locked in here with these things, not with you. What are you? The prisoner smiled and said, Have you forgotten so easily? The subject asked. We are you. We are the madness that lurks within you all, begging to be free at every moment in your deepest animal mind. We are what you hide from in your beds every night. We are what you sedate into silence and paralysis when you go into the nocturnal haven where we cannot tread. So the researcher took a moment. Then he shot the prisoner in the heart. And as he died, the prisoner choked out. So nearly free. So I have an image for you. This is supposedly an image of one of the subjects. Ew, that doesn't look real. So that's supposedly an image of one of the subjects from the experiment. subject. Uh Uh-huh. How? Well, hang on, I'll tell you. In reality, it's an animatronic named Spasm that's sold by Spirit Halloween stores from 2005 to 2008. A lot of people really think that this is... This is a real story. They think it's a true account. Um, it's it's not. There's just no fucking way. <laughs> I can't even say sadly because like it's it's just this awful story. It would be horrifying for anybody to go through it. So I thankfully, it's it. not real. There's there's physically no way your body could do this. I don't know. What's the power of drugs? <sighs> I feel like there is a way. There's a way to put you in comatose for as long as you need to be. Mm-hmm. Why not? Why can't it go the other way? That the image gets me, though. That is one. Cre- I looked up the actual thing, and the thing is just that creepy looking. Creepy as fuck. Yeah, that animatronic. I kind of want it. So this, the whole, this whole story is entirely a work of fiction. It was a very popular creepypasta that was posted back in 2010. There is absolutely, absolutely no basis, in fact, but it is a really fun story, and that's why I wanted to put it on our Patreon, because there's just, there's no real basis. We try to pick something where there's history or something real about it, but this is straight-up fiction. So my sources for this were Creepypasta, Wikipedia, and Snopes. Wikipedia. Uh Uh-huh. All times. But almost all of this... The vast majority of this came from Creepypasta because I wanted to give you their story. Because it was a very weird, unnerving story to have. Yeah. I don't... If that were a real thing, which I honestly don't doubt that it never was. Because people... Oh, sleep experiments? I'm sure, but I don't... wanted to push the limits. I don't know that it got to that point. Mm -mm. I feel like people would just go... 
people would definitely would go cuckoo. Well, you die after so many days without sleep. It, the part of the reason is that when you sleep, your brain actually clears uh, this chemical right. buildup out of your brain. While you're awake, there's a chemical buildup that right. happens. And when you sleep, it gets cleared out. So if you're awake, I can't remember. It's like seven or 14 days or something like that. It will physically kill you. Yeah. You cannot live that long with no sleep because the buildup is toxic. You will die. So physically impossible. Impossible. On many levels. But yes. But it's still a creepy ass story. And I, it wouldn't surprise me if they did do some kind of sleep experiment. I used to watch a lot of videos on YouTube and read like stories online of the um, experiments that the Nazis would do mm. in World War II. Mangala. The Japanese oh, were uh, yeah. awful. Right. Prisoners of war and everything. Oh, it wasn't and for the Japanese. People. When they went into China, what they did to the Chinese, that is so not well known. It's sad. People need to know what Japan did to China. That's a whole other story, Every though. Every country That's like has done the fucked up thing to another. That's very true. But what Japan did to China is really fucked up. Like, mm. it's a whole other level of fucked up. Whole nother? It is. That's a whole other story. That's a, like a legitimate episode right there. <laughs> mm. But there we go. That's our special Patreon episode for you tonight. Yeah. We don't even have to say our whole spiel because you guys are already following us and supporting us. So thank you. You are already the homies. <laughs> we tell you to tell the homies, but you is the homies. You is the homies. Thank you for being our homies and for being our spirits. So thank you for listening, spirits. Thank you. To our very special episode. And if you are the one lucky enough to be listening to an episode such as this, then you're pretty cool. Yeah. And we appreciate your face. We really appreciate that you became a patron and you're supporting us. Patron or Patreon? Well, Patreon is the company. Patron is what they are. Are you sure? Yeah. Maybe, trust me, I know this. I listen to way more podcasts than you do, which is zero for you. Okay, but yeah, there are Patreon, Patreon donors is used for way more things than podcasts. There are Patreon donors. Trust me on okay. that one. So thank you for being our Patreon donor spirits. We appreciate you guys. It means a lot to us. It really helps us out more than you realize because we're we broke ass college students. Have food to eat. <laughs> helps us pay for our host website. Thank you. Danke. So shall we raise raise a toast toast to our our ghosts? ghosts.